Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kathleen Sessions. My name is Kathleen Slattery Moscow, and this is the show where we talk about stepping up and into our finest hour. The last episode I did was called Mind Blowing Relationships, and I got a mind blowing response from you guys. So many questions and suggestions, and looking for more information on that, that I will be doing a part two. So, part two of Mind Blowing Relationships will either be the next episode or maybe the one after that. But if you missed it, be sure to go back and listen. And um, and you can do that at the website, thekathleensessions.com or on your favorite podcast app. So, and then just know that, you know, if you liked it, there's going to be more to come that I'll, where I'll get into more details. Okay. The other thing that I would say before we get started is if you like this show, if you end up getting done with this episode and liking it, please like it on your podcast app or on YouTube. And please leave a comment if you can. Those things are, well, super meaningful to me. I love reading the comments that come in. And it's super, it's very helpful in terms of our ability to get the word out about the program. So thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. Okay, so today we're talking about the Superior Hiking Trail. And the reason we're talking about it is I just got back from a two-day hike where we camped overnight along the trail, and the experience really blew me away. I, uh, I can get choked up here thinking about it. I decided to make a show out of this because some of the spiritual takeaways from the experience, really specifically this, the experience of backpacking, and the experience of um, camping, and then having having it be in such like a stunning, uh, stunningly beautiful setting, it moved me, and I feel like it's changed me. And a lot of those things are related to the things that we talk about on this show. So I definitely want to dive into those items. But I thought it would also be fun to cover a few different things as well. So I am going to give three suggestions of things to see on the Superior Hiking Trail. I'm going to give three suggestions of things to bring if you're camping or doing the backpacking. And then we'll get into the 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 bigger picture life stuff. So three things to see. I'm not going to go into much detail um, with these things because I could do a separate show on each one of them. So I'm just going to rattle them off. But also know that I did a very limited section of the trail and it was my first time. So I am by no means an expert on the Superior Hiking Trail. I think all told there are over 300 miles of trail and many people were hiking the whole thing. I was those those lucky dogs. Um, but I have very limited ex- experience, but these were three things that very much moved me. Number one, Iona's Beach. Iona's Beach. Number two, the waterfalls at Poplar River. In I'm talking specifically about the upper falls. And I said I wasn't going to get too much into this, but one of the reasons I love those waterfalls in particular, especially for people who are new or who haven't done a a lot of hiking, is because it's only a half mile in to the trail. So um, it's pretty manageable to get there and see it. And it rivals many of the waterfalls I've seen anywhere in the country. And I was shocked. I was shocked that all of this is in northern Minnesota. 
Okay, and the third thing is Black Beach, another beach. There are so many beaches along uh, that North Shore and tucked away, and each one has its own vibe and its own personality. Uh, Black Beach caught my attention the day because the day we were there, it was very foggy and eerie. I felt like Scotland. I mean, I just was not expecting. I just wasn't expecting it. I can't say enough. So the three things to see, Iona's Beach, um, the upper falls of the Poplar River. The, why am I struggling with that? The upper falls of the Poplar River and Black Beach. Okay, three things to bring if you are camping. I actually brought, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'll show you this. But number one is a great blow-up pillow. I had a great blow-up pillow that my friend lent me, and I was like, no way, no possible way could any blow-up pillow be good you know, when you're laying on the ground. But this thing was awesome. It, the brand is Climate. It's K-L-Y-M-I-T. And it's called the Pillow X, or maybe it means Pillow 10. The weight is one pound, 1.95 ounces. So I'm saying this because I had such a good experience with this pillow, and yet my friend uh, bought a different pillow, blew it up, which I'll share a little bit more about that story in a moment, and she did not have a good experience with her pillow, and it kept her up all night. So anyway, this pillow rocked my world, the climate blow-up pillow. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I had a year or two before bought the REI Camp Dome tent. And it's so awesome. It is, I mean, if you're like me, who hasn't done a lot of camping, really any camping (laughs) up until this point, if I can do this tent in terms of it's easy to put up, it's easy to to take down, it's easy to pack away. Uh, If I can do it, anybody can do it. And it worked like a charm and we got rained on that night. So that is the REI Camp Dome tent. Um, Number three, a bear bag. So there are bear, (laughs) there are bears along the trail. And if you're doing the overnight and you have food, you need to raise your food, all of your food. You cannot, you cannot bring little snacks into your tent, like little candy bars or things you think you're going to need overnight. All of your food and your wrappers and your toothpaste, things like that, that bears might find yummy, all of it needs to go in a certain type of bag that you then like hang high from a tree. So if you are going to camp and this is your first time, know that you should do some research on this ahead of time and know that you probably should practice how you get that that um, bag up and down before you go. Because the last thing you want to do is be learning that on the trail at night. And there might be mosquitoes out. There weren't. We did not have bugs, which was amazing. But it's not anything you want to learn on the trail. And it's not anything you want to forego doing because you certainly don't want a bear in your tent or around your tent. Yeah. So anyway, a bear bag. I'm going to throw a fourth one in here. Things to bring if you are camping. So I said the, I said the pillow, right? The blow up pillow. I said the camp dome tent from REI. I said the bear bag. The last thing that I'll say is a backpack that fits. So, okay, I'll come back to that in a second. 
with the stuff that you're going to bring. I'm, I'm talking to the novices out there right now. So the novices who have never done camping before, here's what I recommend. I recommend that you ask your friends, ask around who's got all the gear and ask if you can borrow it. Because I, I don't think this is something you want to invest a ton of money in until you know, number one, that you like it. And then once you're on the trail, you start to recognize what are the things that you actually need on the trail? What are the things you will use? What are the things you enjoy? What things work and what things don't work? So rather than spending a bunch of money and you know buying a lot of stuff, borrow things the first time and see, you know, get a feel for it. But if it is the first time and you're borrowing things, you might want to make it like in one night overnight so that you're not kind of stuck on the trail with a bunch of things that maybe don't work for you. So that's one recommendation. The second thing I would recommend is trying out all this stuff at home first. So let's say your friends give you a bunch of stuff. Maybe you went out and bought one thing and regardless if you bought it or you received it, uh, someone lent it to you, open it all up at home play with it. If you buy a tent or someone gives you a tent, make sure you practice taking it up and down and up and down so that you know how to do that before you get on the trail. If you get a pillow, this pillow, make sure you blow it up at home so that you're not fiddling with it in the dark. And um, so many of these things have little tricks to them and everything else. So you definitely want to do this stuff at home and get a feel for it there. Here's a comment about that. Uh, So my friend who had the other pillow she was so stoked because she bought this awesome pillow right she bought this awesome pillow and she but she didn't open it before we left I remember when we were laying out our gear the night before she was just raving about this pillow she was so excited about this pillow but she didn't open the bag she didn't see what it was all about she didn't see how to do it so we get into our tent that night after a long long day of hiking and we were exhausted (laughs) and she goes to blow up her pillow and it was nothing like she expected absolutely nothing like she expected. In fact, it was, it ended up being the shape of one of those airplane pillows and she did not get a wink of sleep. She was wrestling with that thing all night and her face was sometimes right on the ground or it was sliding away from her. So it matters. Try this stuff out at, at home, even if it's brand new, make sure it is what you think it is going into it. So, okay, so that leads me back to a backpack that fits. So the first day I think we we hiked about, so we went from Lutzen, uh, Lutzen Ski Hill area, the Lutzen Mountains, to Oberg Mountain. And the first day I wanna say we did about six miles and it was, there were a lot of elevation changes. I had done a good job with my pack from the standpoint that I had not overpacked, which I'll get to that in a little bit here. I had not overpacked. I had had just what I needed. I did a lot of things right from that standpoint. But this was a borrowed backpack and what I realized like a quarter of a mile into the trail is that it did not fit my body well. Um, in fact, it did not fit my body at all. There was no amount of the, the cool thing with so many packs with every pack out there is there's a lot of different ways that you could can cinch it up and make it more supportive. And there are ways there are very specific ways to to pack the bag as well to make sure that the the weight is distributed evenly and it's not torquing your back or anything along those lines. I had did all those things right, but no matter what I did with this particular bag, it was too big for me. 
And so it caused, it, it made the hike, the hiking part, a lot more difficult than it needed to be. So even if you borrow a bag, make sure, borrow a couple different bags and see which one fits your body better. And then if you go out and you have an amazing experience on the trail, go out and buy your own bag. And and I heard that REI does an amazing job. I'm using REI as an example. This, I'm not sponsored by REI, but I heard they do a really great job of like really making sure that you get a backpack that is fitted just right for your body and provides provides that lumbar support and and all that good stuff. So anyway, learn from my example. Okay, now we're getting into the the thick of it here. Okay, so here were some of the the bigger picture, more spiritual takeaways that um, that I realized on the trail, but also have stayed with me, and I hope they never leave me. And again, keep in mind I'm new to all of this, but through the backpacking and camping experience, the whole thing is so intentional. Everything you do before going on the trail, while you're going, while you're on the trail, and even after afterward, as you're like taking apart your gear and everything, everything is so intentional. You need to think carefully through the things that you bring. You can only bring what you can carry, so you have to be very deliberate with your packing. You have to pack things just so, like I said, so that it sits in the pack just right and so that everything fits just right. You have to take care of things along the way. Um, you have to cinch up the. You have to cinch things up, and you have to. Um, uh, button things down and you have to dry them out if they get wet. You have to take good care of things. You have to pay attention to natural light and your water sources and the weather. Um, you have to pay attention to where you're going and make good decisions. And the whole thing was so much about paying attention that it felt like the whole thing was like a meditation. You had to be right there in the moment. And I'm saying this in terms of this intentionality specifically around the packing was really good for me. I have been historically a person in my life where I'd grab my computer bag or I'd grab my purse and my purse is hanging half open, my wallet's open, my credit card's falling out, my computer bag, my iPad's half out, the cords are dangling out. I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but this is true. And this experience on the trail, you can't be like that. You have to pay attention and take care and tighten things up. And that was really good for me, both on the trail in terms of just, like I said, almost a meditative quality, but also recognizing that I can be this way. I can do this. I can be this way, even though I haven't historically. I can be this way in real life. I can be more intentional about everything. So that's number one, intentionality. Number two, related to that is pack light. You know, you pack light when you're doing more than one day and when you're camping overnight and you're camping along the way, you need to pack light um, so that you can move freely and easily and without burden. Uh, You quickly realize how, you know, by doing this, you really do realize quickly how uh, few things we actually need. 
right? Um, it makes you reevaluate everything. I had it dialed. I had it dialed down to the essentials of what I needed because I didn't want to be carrying a heavy load. And when you're on the trail and you're living that way, you're like, wow, you know, why do we need all this stuff in our life? Why do we just keep piling stuff on things and more things? And I don't know had me checking in big time and uh, really looking around and I hope I don't lose that. Uh, Number three, you cannot help when you are on the trail. You cannot help but um, just be smitten with, just be, um, your heart swells with, with nature and what you're seeing and you cannot help but have this deep care for the earth a deep respect for the animals. It's uh, a whole another level of like reverence for this, this earth. And, you know, we can sit in our offices and talk about that, right? We can go for walks in our neighborhood, which is great. It's getting outside. We're by trees and all of that. We can, we can say, you know, we respect the earth and that we love the earth, but there's a whole nother level that happens when you're deep in the woods or on a cliff high above Lake Superior looking out. There's a whole nother level that happens that makes you just want to step up and protect it. So, from that standpoint, I can't recommend doing this enough. I remember years ago on this show, on this show, back in the day, this show was called The Kathleen Show. We did a name change a, mm, six months ago to The Kathleen Sessions. But this, I did this show for many, many years where I had guests on the show. And I remember interviewing Richard Louvre. I'm going to dig out, I'm going to try to dig out that interview and see if we can't clean it up and edit it and republish it but he's the author of Last Child in the Woods among many other among many other books and I remember during the interview he talked about how critical it was for us and our kids and our grandkids to get out there to get deeply out there into the woods and into nature because if we don't why would we why would we care And he was talking from a very pragmatic um, place. We, We are voters. We are, we have funds, right? To some extent, each one of us has funds and we have votes. And unless we have that deep connection with nature, why would we vote to protect it? It's really easy when we've got kids who are just checked out on, you know, video games and on social media. They have no connection with nature. This affects everything. This affects who we vote in. It affects the protection of the earth. It affects who we donate to in the national parks. And there's such a pragmatic relationship between the relationship we have getting out there and then this deep desire to protect it on multiple fronts. So... Okay, care for the earth, that was number three. So I I mentioned three spiritual takeaways, but I'm going to throw in a fourth because this one was so unexpected for me, and that was a deep sense of camaraderie along the trail. I don't think this is unique to the Superior Hiking Trail. I'm assuming this applies to hiking everywhere, to backpacking everywhere, to overnight camping everywhere, but I just... It wasn't something I was looking for. It wasn't something I was expecting. 
And there it was, and it created so much joy in my heart. People are on the trail for all different reasons. They're on the trail with all different types of goals. Some people are hiking the whole thing, all 300 miles. Some people are just doing a day hike. Uh, Some people are doing three or four days. Some people are doing a 50-mile ultra run along the trail. There are so many different reasons that people are there. And... um, but there is this sense of community that is so strong. Every person you meet, you cross paths with. Any, any person who pulls up and into your campsite, it's a deep, um, there's a deep uh, element of connection and wanting to connect, a deep desire to help each other because you need help along the way. Sometimes it's as simple as directions <laughs> or uh, a weather update or, hey, can you cinch this thing up on my back? Um, sometimes maybe it can be uh, something more major than that, like an injury, and they need to help you uh, in in uh, whatever way they can. But uh I'm not going to go into that too much more other than to say it was beautiful. The whole thing was beautiful. I'm going to post this list on the website at thekathleensessions.com, including, including I'll uh, post the specific things I mentioned in terms of what to bring and what I used and what I found helpful, so that if you're considering doing this, you can take a peek at that. But I also, please come to the, the website, see that, but also if you've done the Superior Hiking Trail, come and leave me a message. Tell me about your experience. I did the section, did I mention this already? I might've mentioned this already. So my section was, the Yes, I did mention this. From Lutzen to the uh, Lutzen Mountains to the Oberg uh, to Oberg Mountain, which was very up and down. But there are lots of different segments of the trail, and each one I know has its own thing going on. So I'd love to hear about your experience and any other segments that you recommend because I'm going to be going back next year for sure. Um, and please share your photos. Please share your gear. And uh, yeah. I will, with the list that I provide, I'll also post some of my photos so you can get a little bit of a, uh, more of a visual taste of it. Okay. That's it, everyone. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here with you and sharing this elements of this gorgeous life we live in. And do not forget, do not forget that this right now, right now, this is your finest hour. Take care, everyone. Have an amazing day.